Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style Defines Us podcast. We are excited to have Jennifer Gracie, who is the creative director and owner of Gracie Inc. on our podcast today. Charles Gracie founded Gracie in 1898 in New York City. Gracie is a family-run business specializing in hand-painted wallpaper, as well as furniture and Asian antiques. Their wallpaper is hand-painted with exquisite detail, which is a 300-year-old tradition. They became the first company to import hand-painted wallpapers to the U.S. since the 1700s. Each room featuring Gracie wallpaper is a true work of art, and everything is customized for the client. They have a store in New York City and Dallas and a showroom in L.A. Their wallpapers can be found in the homes of numerous celebrities like Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Cameron Diaz. It has been featured on the walls of the White House and so much more. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. So excited to meet you both. Thank you. And we love a good family business like this path that binds us. <laughs> Jump right in and talk us through, expand more on how the company got started. So my great-grandfather um, was a really interesting guy. I, I, he passed away before I was born, unfortunately, but apparently he was a real character and thought that he could sell just about anything to anybody. And um, he started off as a gilder and worked for the carriage trade in New York City, the Carnegies and the Vanderbilts, and developed an interest in antiques. He collected miniature Chinese snuff bottles and actually had a pen pal relationship with President Herbert Hoover, who also collected Chinese snuff bottles. Oh, neat. From there, it just sort of expanded his interest in antiques. And in the early 1920s, a friend of his came back from China with some rolls of hand-painted wallpaper and asked my great-grandfather if he thought he could sell them in New York. The answer was yes, and here we are today. (laughs) Wow, that is so, so fascinating. Antique snuff bottles, is that what you said? Snuff bottles, yes. Kind of all started there. I love that. Okay, talk to us about the pros and cons of working in a family business. Oh, gosh. Um, You know, we're really lucky. My father always jokes that in no generation has any arm been twisted. Mm -hmm. Um, In every generation, someone has wanted to do this. So Mm -hmm. it started with my great-grandfather, then his two sons were the second generation. My father was the third generation. Now it's my brother, Mike, and I, and my son, Zach, is the fifth generation. Um, And so there's always been a natural interest. There's never been any sort of hesitation about whether it was going to go on. Um, I would, I would say the, the only negative I can think of is that it's hard to turn off the business. Mm -hmm. So when we're having a family dinner or a family vacation, my mom is definitely the one to say, okay, you guys, enough about business. (laughs) Because it's just, you know, it's just kind of natural for us all to talk about what's going on. So to me, that's really the only negative, which doesn't really sound all that bad, does it? Well, we have that too. So we completely understand. And um, it's crazy. It really is so funny when you catch yourself doing it or you, oh, we just got an email from so-and-so, you know, and yeah, it's not the time to talk about it. So yeah, right. that's, that's very, it's 24 seven. That's for it sure. It is. It is. I know. It's interesting. I feel like the way that mom, our relationship used to be is very different now and you can't really go back. We don't like hang out anymore, you know, just have a fun mother daughter yeah. day. We're like always working. So not 
bad or good, just different. It is different. Yeah, I actually worked with my mother outside of the family business. She and I both sold real estate for years and we worked for the same company in New York. So yeah, so um, we've had a lot of family business connections in different fields. And since the company has been around since 1898, talk to us about how you have modernized the company. Well, gosh, um, you know, it's funny. In a way, we always say that we we don't do anything the easy way. (laughs) We haven't really we haven't really modernized in terms of the way that we make our wallpaper. It is all still 100 percent by hand. We don't have set templates for the designs. Each room is completely unique and it's designed to look perfect for the height and the architecture of the room. So we don't just say, okay, here's a room, let's plug in Mm -hmm. Photoshop and see what that's going to look like. It doesn't happen that way. But I feel like especially this year, we are so grateful for technology because how would any of us have gotten through this year without Zoom and emails and being able to place orders online? And it's just been amazing to me that Mm -hmm. we have stayed so busy. If you had asked me in January or February, how do you think you'll do if your four locations have to be closed for three solid months? I would have said, oh my gosh, that just sounds disastrous. And my brother and I kept waiting for things to slow down after Mm -hmm. quarantine started and Mm -hmm. They didn't. So thank goodness, you know, we had a beautiful website. We had our Instagram. People continued to reach out and find ways to just continue with their projects. That is so great. And that's that's interesting because um, we pivoted in a way that we didn't, you know, people don't need stylists necessarily or even new clothes during um, something like COVID. Mm-hmm. But brands needed a place to talk about their product so that they would survive this retail, you know, situation in a, in a, um, in a way that didn't sound tone deaf. So we kind of filled that void. And then for you all, everybody's at home. So they want to start doing home projects. It's really true. I think the the home furnishings industry um, is quite lucky in terrible circumstances when people are not going out to eat and are not traveling subconsciously or consciously they just want their homes to be a nicer place. I mean, I've done it myself, you know, oh, I thought, totally. oh my gosh. I mean, even with little things, like I really need to organize my desk right. <laughs> or I want this to look prettier behind me for the Zoom meeting. So right. yeah, in, in small ways and big ways, I think people really, really have that whole nesting instinct going right. on. Right, right. I think so too. Just staring at the walls and thinking, you know what? I really hate this color. <laughs> <laughs> I want some wallpaper. <laughs> That's Fascinating, fascinating times. It is. I mean, did you have you heard the term Zoom room? Um, designers are apparently being asked oh, to no. design Zoom rooms um, for people to be able to do their their remote, you know, wow. meetings, and also homeschooling rooms. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting because I work sometimes with clients about you know, what they're going to wear, what level to put the computer, the lighting, what's Mm -hmm. behind you, you know, that kind of thing. But that takes it to another level. But those school rooms, that's really fascinating because that's functional, really functional. It is. And so necessary right now. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure there are families across the world right now who are so tired of the dining room table being set up. like Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And trying to work out ways if they're doing something with 
you know, several, a little neighborhood type pod situation where they right. need to really have some kind of a schoolroom in the garage or, or wherever. That's Absolutely. fascinating. I had not heard about that. Yeah. And something I had not heard of that the Robin Hood Snacks boys were talking about is that parents have converted their college age kids rooms into more like a dorm room so that they're not, you know, maybe so sad that they didn't get oh, to wow. go to college. Oh, oh my gosh. Miracle. <gasps> Oh, that's hysterical. More <laughs> things. That is funny. So, so the kids don't have to leave the room. Here's your mini fridge, and right. here's your microwave. <laughs> exactly. You have all your your college memorabilia, and you put some beer in the fridge. <laughs> oh my gosh, how funny! I love it. <laughs> what is chinoiserie, and what is the history of it? So, chinoiserie is basically emulating the style of Chinese art. So chinoiserie became all the rage in the late 18th and 19th century. So European artists would try to mimic the painting style of Chinese artists. So chinoiserie is not referring to something that actually comes from China. It, it doesn't refer to art that is actually made in China. It refers to, you know, the desire to emulate that sort of style. That's influenced by it. That makes exactly. sense. Okay. But a lot of people just call our wallpapers chinoiserie, mm -hmm. um, even though they truly are Chinese wallpapers. This, this whole art of hand-painted wallpaper that's mm -hmm. created in, in scenic murals was invented in China in, in the late 1600s. And so it was obviously extremely precious, extremely expensive, and at a time in the world where you couldn't hop on a plane, it was impossible for people to usually travel anywhere. People didn't sure. typically travel outside of their own town or state. Right. So to come back with this exotic, gorgeous, mm -hmm. one-of-a-kind work of art to be able to mm -hmm. put on your walls was just the most cherished object. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's lovely the way you put it, because I can imagine everyone in town would want to come see what was Absolutely. it like growing up in the Gracie family? And I think you didn't, did you always know that you were going to work in the family business? I did. I always knew that I wanted to work in the family business and I loved it from my first memories. I loved it and was fiercely proud of it. <laughs> and um, I used to go antiquing with my parents when I was mm -hmm. just a baby and they would put a suitcase on the seat of the car so that I could see out the windows because <laughs> I was so short. And then we would do things like drive up the New England coast and my parents would say, you know, okay, we're going to look for Fami Rose porcelain, you know, try to find something that's in this shape. And it just felt like the most fun treasure hunt to oh, me. Oh, that's so great. And what used to really upset me as a three-year-old was a no children allowed sign on an antique shop. I would oh, think that is so they funny. not understand how much I love these things. That is hysterical because um, I spent my grandmother and my mother, I, I think I've been to every antique shop up and down the Eastern 
<laughs> throughout the years. And you're so right. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I didn't love it quite as much as you did. Though. I really loved it. I brought our wallpaper in for show and tell. Oh, and um, so I'm, sh- I'm sure my classmates were bored to tears. <laughs> you know, just praying that I would stop speaking and have to, the next kid pull out a frog or something like that. That is but, the greatest um, story. <laughs> and, I, and we also brought in um, a collection of Chinese porcelain that I remember feeling so proud to help my parents unload it from our car and bring it into the front hall of our elementary school and place it in this display cabinet. They had moved all the trophies wow. from the cabinets temporarily so that we could put all of this wonderful Chinese porcelain that we had brought from Gracie. Mm-hmm. put there so yeah I, I always that's loved it and I, I always knew this is what I wanted to do that's great that's that's so great walk us through the process of working with Gracie on wallpaper for your home so what's ideal is for people to come into one of our showrooms because there's really no substitute for seeing them in person mm-hmm. um, photographs and magazines are wonderful websites and Instagram are wonderful but when you actually see the detail in person mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing right um, so some orders are very simple someone might walk in and say oh my gosh evening silver I just adore that gorgeous metallic design on that deep navy blue mm-hmm. I want exactly that can you please just design it to fit my dining room. Mm-hmm. So that would be a very simple order. We would just be making it the correct height and taking all the architecture into account. And we would draw a design sketch to show how the whole room would lay out. Some orders are more complicated and sampling is involved because people might say, well, I love evening silver, but I don't want it painted in silver metallic tones. And I want to include cardinals and bob white quails because we have those at my house Mm -hmm. and could you include a little bird's nest with four baby birds because Mm -hmm. i have four children so we can really customize as much as a client would like so the only limit really is someone's own imagination Um, and when we're customizing color and design style we do a large hand-painted sample so that they're sure that they're happy with all of their choices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when the design sketch and the sample get approved, um, the order goes into production. Each panel takes, depending on the design style, between 50 and 100 hours to paint for a three foot wide full height panel. Wow. Um, And they're painted on large tables. So a few artists may be working on it at the same time. Someone might be painting butterflies Mm -hmm. while another person is painting branches and flowers. Mm. And, um, And then it is put up like wallpaper. Um, hopefully someone very experienced with hand-painted wallpaper is the one handling it. We don't really want someone who's just done vinyl their whole lives and and is not used to doing hand-painted wallpaper because it is fragile. Um, If a panel gets ruined, they can't just call us and have a replacement sent out. So it it does take a craftsman right down to the very last step. Absolutely. That's great. That's so much fun when there's a collaborative process too. And there's a story added in, like you mentioned about the birds representing the children and things like that. What did your role as creative director entail? Oh gosh. Well, you know, in a small family business, we all wear a lot of hats. So we, I mean, really, I, I don't consider anything not my job. I kind of do. I do some of everything. Um, We do sell antiques. I buy all of the antiques. 
Um, I design almost all of the new wallpaper design. So I'm always wow. looking for inspiration and working on new patterns. Um, and then I just love, I love everyone who works with us at all of our locations. So I'm, I'm there as support to help, mm-hmm. you know, Andrew in Dallas, who has a question about a super custom order or, you know, mm-hmm. who needs help pricing something because the panels are going to be 30 feet tall going up a stairway. Right. Um, so, you know, we are definitely very involved as owners and um, everyone knows that we are always available by phone. We are not one of those, you know, keep the door closed, don't bother me type right. of bosses. Right. <laughs> so, right. so I really like being involved with everything and, and I love working with clients when they come in and seeing how excited they are to get started on a custom mm-hmm. order. It's so much fun because my job is so different every day. Yeah. That's amazing. Which leads perfectly into the next question, which is what does a day in the life of Jennifer Gracie look like? (laughs) Gosh, it's always different. Um, I have a lot of interest outside of work. So I just recently got married and moved to Los Angeles. So um, during the pandemic, (laughs) I did. I did. I know it was. Oh, my gosh. I still can't believe we pulled it off, actually. So I officially just moved about a month ago with my 15 year old dog and he is living his best life right now. He didn't think he would have such adventures on his plate at 15, (laughs) but um, he loves living in LA. So the first thing is always, I walk checkers. Um, I always make coffee or tea. One of the first things I do is check Instagram and touch base with a few of my friends there. Mm -hmm. And um, if it's a work day, I usually come to the showroom in whatever city I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then these days, gosh, so much business is done via email, isn't it? It seems like we all unfortunately sit at our, at our Mm. typewriters more than any other place. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, lots of first time inquiries. We, because of Instagram, we get lots and lots of inquiries from all around the world. So it's a lot of, because what we do is so unique and basically there are limitless options. It's a little bit overwhelming for someone to sort of get their head around it first. So I do a lot of explaining the process to people. Sure. If it's not a work day, gosh, I might take a motorcycle ride with my husband. Um, I might go fishing. I love fishing. I love scuba diving. I love watercolor painting. Um, I wish I had more time in every day because there's always so much I'd love to do. (laughs) Exactly. I'm looking yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting to know Los Angeles better. You know, when I first knew that I was going to move here, I had all these grand plans to start learning my way around and looking into antique shops and flea markets and different places I wanted to go. But, you know, things things are not that way right now. Right. It's not easy to be out and about and uh, exploring. So hopefully soon. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm sorry I interrupted you earlier. I bet you want to go and you know, go find all the new antique shops. And our favorite thing was sometimes to go into an antique shop. If we were going on a trip, you know, and going through a little town, especially my grandmother would be like, stop the car. (laughs) We didn't, I really didn't want to go in. And every time in the very back, there would be something in some case that I would be like, you know, grandmama, come look at this or mom, come look. And they would say, yep, that's Mm -hmm. Rosalie you know, and the people just had no idea that it was even in there really. It's dusty and now it's, you know, 
in my dining room. So that was always so much fun to find to go. I love, I love stories like that. I I always, whether I'm beachcombing or antiquing, I'm always looking for treasure. Yes. (laughs) uh, In Martha's Vineyard, where my parents go every year, I'm actually going next week to visit them. um, You can find fossilized shark's teeth on the beach that have been, that have fallen out of the cliffs as they get eroded. And I'm, I cannot even tell you how excited I get when I I find a fossilized shark. I can imagine my husband is a, a spear fisherman and he dives, you know, dives deep, deep, deep for oh, wow. fish. I know it's very dramatic because there's a lot of sharks and things, but he also has gone to South Carolina and they dive and you have to register with the state and they get all of these megalodon teeth and shark's teeth. And, and then, you know, we have necklaces that he's oh my gosh. and then stuff like that. So that's a fun treasure because it has a personal story. Yes, I love that. I'm always convinced I'm going to find treasure. Whenever I walk into an antique shop or a consignment shop, right. it doesn't usually happen. But right. every time I have that same feeling, like who knows what's right. going to be in here. <laughs> Absolutely. I definitely know exactly what you're talking about there. We wanted to know what is the most magical part of your job? Oh, gosh. I think the most magical part is when an order gets finished because it's a lengthy process. And, you know, when I work on an order with a client, I am so hands on. I mean, I am working with them at every single step and I'm sending them the design sketch and then we're tweaking the design if they want something changed and we're doing a hand painted sample for them. And when I get a call that an order has been installed and it's just the most favorite thing in the house, it Uh makes me so happy. And in fact, about an hour after we're done with this call, um, I'm going uh, with Chris here from our LA showroom and we're going to look at a room that was just installed because the, the client, the, so the designer, uh-huh. the homeowner and the homeowner's daughter have all contacted me in DMs on Instagram <laughs> to uh-huh. tell me that they just make excuses to walk through their dining room more uh-huh. times than they need uh-huh. to each day because they love the wallpaper so much. So they were so excited that they invited us to come and see it in their home in Bel Air this afternoon. Oh, so, so it's very, fun. it's very rare for me to actually get to see right. where our wallpaper lives. And so yeah, that to me is, is so much fun and so satisfying. That's, that's just like, you know, like an artist. When you, you put a work of art in their house and you get to go see it, that's wonderful. It is really fun. I'm excited. That's great. It's so crazy to think. We were in Bel Air and Hollywood and everything last spring, maybe? Last August. Last August. I mean, no clue that any of this was going to happen. It's so hard. I can picture yeah. going to Bel Air this afternoon. That's so much fun. It is fun. It'll be great. Yeah, my gosh. Could any of us have imagined this? If, oh, uh, I mean, I remember when we all started wearing masks and I thought, oh, I wonder if we're going to have to do this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Is bliss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about that you're involved with all the clients and you have so much going on, we do too. So do you have any tips on how to stay focused when you have your hand in so many pots? I'm... I'm actually working on that. I am, mm-hmm. I am terrible at staying focused. I'm a multitasker. <laughs> I always have been. Um, and, and my husband actually is, is so different when he, he starts to do something and he finishes it. And he, he also is slow to wake up in the morning. I'm like up and ready to go. So I'll start mm-hmm. talking to him a mile a minute about my plans for the day. And, you know, <laughs> to him, it's multitasking if he's, 
trying to whisk some eggs while listening to me. That's, you know, that's multitasking as far as she's concerned. Hilarious. Um, We have the same situation. (laughs) What is your plan today? Well, it's Saturday. So my plan right now is to enjoy my coffee. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. But, um, okay. So there I go. I I sidetracked and I got off the question. Um, No, it's hard for me to stay on task because my mind is always going. I even do this when I'm, when I'm doing watercolor paintings, which is something that I do for fun. Mm -hmm. It's very unusual for me to just work on one painting until it's finished and then start the next one. Mm -hmm. I start one and then I'll see a certain color that I put on the paper and I'll say, oh, I love that color. I want to start another painting with mostly that color. And then I'll start a second painting. And so then I might have four different paintings going at once. Wow. I do the same thing with books. I often have two books that I'm reading at the same time. It's, you know, I think it's one of the results of a busy creative mind. At least that's what I say to make myself feel better. (laughs) I think that's the truth. I really do. I really do. I I know. I feel your pain. Yeah. When I really, when I really, really need to get things done, I will, for example, if I need to get a few of our custom orders going and into production, I will just sit down with each order folder in front of me mm-hmm. and I will tell myself, you are not getting up from this desk right. until you get through each one of these and send the orders for production. And I, I try to stick with it, although, you know, because I am... An employer who has people counting on me, mm-hmm. the phone will ring. I will always pick up the phone. I, I mm-hmm. will never say, you know, I'm not taking any calls for the next two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. I kind of do welcome the interruptions and I welcome the chaos to a certain extent as well. Right. Yeah. It's a group effort. Any historical Gracie stories that you could share? Oh, goodness. Um, well, we, we have a lot. It's, this is tricky. Okay. So the wallpaper that we're going to see in Bel Air this afternoon, mm-hmm. um, we call the pattern Ming garden. The design style was originally inspired by an antique wallpaper that Elsie DeWolf purchased and installed in Condé Nast's penthouse in the 1930s. Cool. It has these exotic garden walls and these archways and trellis windows. And so you see the garden wall, there are things growing in front of the garden wall, and then you see things beyond the garden wall. It has this great mm-hmm. sense of depth and perspective. So the order that we did that we're looking at this afternoon was customized and modernized and it's on a silver metallic background and it's in, you know, really beautiful design colors. So it's not, it's not the original design colors of the antique wallpaper. Mm-hmm. But so after Condé Nast uh, passed away, at some point in our history, we bought the antique wallpaper. And we had it in our warehouse for decades. And I didn't even know that we had it. My father knew that we had it. I didn't know that it was there. And one day, the designer Michael Smith was in our studio walking around with my dad and Michael said, you know, what's always been on my inspiration board is that amazingly beautiful antique wallpaper that was in Condé Nast's penthouse back in the thirties. And my dad said, hold on a second, (laughs) walked walked over to a shelf and pulled down the, the original wallpaper. Wow. And Michael Smith couldn't believe it. He bought it. He installed it in his breakfast room in his New York apartment so that's a pretty fun story. Oh, cool. um, 
you know, Billy Haynes and Elsie DeWolf and Dorothy Draper and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these people who kind of started the whole industry of interior design were our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun thing that just happened is there's a, there are some famous photos of Marlena Dietrich standing in front of a beautiful antique Chinese wallpaper in her home here in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said, I'm always looking for treasure. I often don't sleep enough because I'm looking on the internet all over the place at auction houses. I mean, any place you can imagine for, for things that are for sale that I might love. Mm -hmm. And I came across this antique Chinese wallpaper and it was the one from Marlena Dietrich's Beverly Hills home. Now, for all I know, we may have sold that antique Chinese wallpaper back in my great grandfather's day because he always bought and sold lots of antique papers. So I saw the photos of the paper. It happened to be here in Los Angeles at the home of these two sisters who are really talented artists in their own right. They bought it. And I went to visit the wallpaper a couple of weeks ago to see it in person. And there's a photo that I've always had on my phone of Marlena Dietrich smoking a cigarette, leaning on a piano in front of this wallpaper. And so the panel that they had laid out on this huge table when I walked in to see the wallpaper was the exact section that's behind Marlena Dietrich in the black and white photo. Wow. I recognized the birds. I recognized the exact flowers, the exact branch. So I bought it. (laughs) I I bought the antique wallpaper and um, we are going to restore it and probably do a version of it and make it part of our line again. So I love things like that. I love love that story. Yeah, it's fun into another thing. What, what do you look for when you're antiquing? You know, I try not to pay too much attention to rules or even, even to whether something is particularly precious or not. Um, I just have to love it. And I guess I I have to say that it's just a feeling that I have about an object. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do know quite a lot about different types of antiques. Um, Japanese screens are one of my favorite, favorite things. And, mm-hmm. and I, I know how to tell the age and quality of a Japanese screen pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I buy whatever I like. And when people say to me sometimes, well, do you think that I can have this in the same room as your wallpaper? I usually say, well, do you love them both? Mm-hmm. I think if you love things that they will live happily together. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I live in my own home. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just buy what I love. I, I buy what I love. I buy what captures my eye. I don't necessarily buy things because I know that they're valuable. Sure. Or that they're by someone famous. Right. I just have to, I have to love it. That makes perfect sense. Talk to us about the importance of having a physical location. What sort of things can customers do at the store? You've, you've touched on it, but um, did you say you have antiques available at the store as well? We do. Um, We have a very large warehouse in New York where we store lots of antiques because we don't have nearly enough room in all of our showrooms to Mm -hmm. put the antiques. So I buy things when I find something that I love, not necessarily because we have a place in our showrooms for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we do have a spot, then I can have something sent from the warehouse. But we do have some antiques in all of our showrooms in Dallas, New York, and Los Angeles. We have the largest amount in Dallas and New York because they have more space than our showroom here in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Um, But yes, we have antiques. We have Japanese screens. We have lacquer furniture. We have all sorts of Mm -hmm. objects from, 
you know, samurai, um, mm-hmm. samurai stirrups to figures and vases and mm-hmm. paintings and all sorts of things. I bet that uh, warehouse might get a little larger now that you live out there. Well, the warehouse is in New York. But you might start finding a bunch of antiques out there and you're going to need a place to put them now. That well, you I already there. I already have been finding antiques and they're at my house. So <laughs> my husband has actually said, hey, do you think that you might be able to find a spot for these? <laughs> because I found um, I found a couple of vintage tables that Gracie had made probably back in the 1970s or oh, 80s that have antique lacquer tops. And then we made the legs and apron and finished them in lacquer. Wow. And um, I found them at an auction out here and I couldn't resist. So okay. I did, I did buy those and they are right now sitting in a corner of my living room. Not a good spot for them, but right. I don't have another place for them right now. That's so much fun because like you mentioned, maybe being a little homesick and to be out there and to get something that was made by your family is such a nice connection. It was, it was fun. It still, it still had our, our old stock stickers underneath. Oh my God. Um, yeah. With my grandfather's handwriting. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool. It was fun. How do you stand apart from your competitors? Oh, gosh. I guess I would have to say um, longevity and family history really Mm -hmm. is the main thing. Um, 122 years in business is is not a common thing. And um, we are not, you know, (laughs) we're not a fly-by-night operation. (laughs) Right. I think we have clients that we've worked with for Decades and decades. In fact, I was just um, emailing Ellie Coleman from Coleman and Kravis in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she and my dad met when Ellie was in college. And Ellie has always had exquisite taste. And I think she was buying some things for her dorm room. <laughs> no. And um, wow. yeah, so we, we have done business with Coleman and Kravis and firms like McMillan Mac- since mm-hmm. the 1930s. Mm-hmm. We have these long, long histories of working with, you know, Alexa Hampton is another one. She's another, another family business. You know, her dad is an icon in the industry. Mark Hampton right. was just such a gentleman and did such beautiful, beautiful work. Mm-hmm. And she has become a wonderful client and a friend of mine. And she's so much fun to work with. And um, so I think our clients know that we are always going to create something beautiful. Mm-hmm. We are always going to do our best to make sure that they are exquisitely happy mm-hmm. and that we're going to be really fun and pleasant to work with along the line. Right. We don't, my dad has always said, we don't sell anything that anybody needs. Mm-hmm. So we have to do it better than anybody else. That's great. That's great advice. I love I that. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you move? These can be taken down and reinstalled, correct? If people want to be able to use them, and they should. I mean, these are these are the antiques of the future. Right. Um, they are so special. They are one of a kind, and they're so beautiful. And I, I love it. I, I have had rooms of our wallpaper go into their third home. So wow. if people install them and they tell their installer that they want to be able to take it with them at some point, then the installer can put fabric on the wall, usually muslin, mm-hmm. and then our wallpaper over that. And then if they move, the, the wallpaper can be cut and peeled off the wall mm. and used again in another space. So I've had circumstances where someone removes the wallpaper from a dining room and then they use it in a powder room or they frame panels and they give them to each of their children. Oh, that's a nice idea. 
Yeah, those are all great. Really nice ideas. Um, what inspires you? What doesn't? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I get I get inspired by just about everything. I love I love nature. I am fascinated by hummingbirds. Um, so I've included hummingbirds in a couple of custom orders recently. Colors inspire me. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you know I'll just see a pattern or a color combination on somebody's coat. You know, mm-hmm. as they walk in front of me down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. um, the colors while I'm scuba diving are always really inspiring to me. And in fact, we have a few, a few new designs that we're working on with fish that are based on my photos that I've taken scuba diving. Oh, that's neat. So yeah, it's, it's everywhere. I, I get ideas everywhere. I constantly am updating a long list of notes on my phone so that I don't forget the ideas sure. because, sure. you know, no matter how good your idea is, if you tell yourself, oh, I won't forget that. It's such oh, a absolutely. I, I am terrible about forgetting things. So I've learned my lesson and I do make notes now. Yeah, that's great. That's just like stop for a minute and make the note then. Mm-hmm. I bet when you're painting your watercolors, sometimes you see a color that makes you think of something that you'd like to do too. I do. I am definitely partial to blue. Um, I have noticed that I always run out of my blue watercolor paints first. Mm. <laughs> so, um, and, and we're actually doing a few designs now that are based on my watercolor paintings. Oh my gosh. That's so fabulous. So they're very, very different from any oh, sort of great so designs, much more abstract. And, right. uh, but I love, I love watercolors and the fact that it's difficult to control them because I am Absolutely. not patient. So if you're a great watercolor artist and you want all of the different design elements to look very precise, you have to be patient and you have to let one area completely dry before you start the next one. I intentionally don't do that. I love seeing how the colors, mm. you know, meet each other and then bleed into each other a little bit and combine and kind of create these patterns. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And, um, so I just, it makes me really happy. It's better than meditating for me to paint. That's wonderful. Any advice for creating a long lasting business? Well, um, yeah, I think you have to, you have to treat your clients incredibly well. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you have to, you have to make the entire process a pleasant experience or Mm -hmm. you're not going to get people back who want to work with you again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even when something happens that's completely out of our hands, that mm-hmm. is not, you know, Gracie's mm-hmm. fault. For instance, we had UPS lose a whole shipment of ours a couple of months uh, ago. No. And there were about eight client orders in the <laughs> shipment and it just vanished. It was listed as being in Memphis, Tennessee, and then it was listed as being in Queens, New York at the UPS mm-hmm. facility, and then they lost it. Wow. And um, so it was about 140 panels of our wallpaper for oh, various wow. projects. Ah. And um, so we, we made sure that we reproduced every order as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. We did, we did almost everyone in almost record time because mm-hmm. we felt terrible. You know, these people were looking forward to having their room ready by a certain date. And then okay. to get this disappointing news, you just, you have to do the right thing and you have mm-hmm. to realize that, you know, we don't want designers to be in a position where their homeowner is upset with them, right. where, they, where they feel that they've let their homeowner down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really the most important thing. I have, I think you have to treat the people who work with you, your employees and your clients very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I don't go back into businesses where people aren't friendly to me. No, um, I, think I just, is- I won't go back into a store. There's no reason to be made uncomfortable mm-hmm. when you're shopping. That's so true. And it seems like such a simple thing. You know, it just makes sense. If you do something, if you upset your client, they're going to tell the other people in their lives too. So it's just going to, either way, it's going to, you know, filter out to places you would never even imagine. Right. But also it makes it a nice experience for you to be able to love your job because you Mm -hmm. know you're making people happy. Right. Right. Yeah. We're, um, we've been dealing with, um, a really great client in New York whose homeowner is being very nice, very not nice to them mm. um, and basically putting pressure on them at every turn. And so oh. um, we're, we're jumping through some hoops to get the order completed mm-hmm. sooner than it was scheduled to be finished because I just I, feel ter- this person is not being nice. And he's, he's making four different designers at this firm lose sleep every night. Oh <laughs> so, my goodness. So, you know, again, even though this isn't, this isn't something, this isn't a problem we created. This is a, a person right. who's not being very polite at the moment, right. but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that our designers um, do not, lose any more sleep than necessary. <laughs> Good grief. Mm. Mm. Were they found? The UPS never found them? They did find them after we had already reproduced every order. <laughs> <laughs> My God! <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. yeah, we have, we have double orders. <laughs> I'm sure there will be people that would love to have them. Well, but they're all custom. They're to fit specific rooms. Oh, you know? yeah, so true. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you have to swallow. You do. What is, what's your advice for staying in? What would you, how would you answer that question for creating I would add a long business? Exactly the same way. Yeah. I feel like it's remarkable how many people don't get that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's so self-defeating for those people in those businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why in the world would you, would you want to make, make that be your reputation? Yeah. I, I had a client tell me recently that they walked into a showroom and the showroom name shall remain nameless, sure. but they said that they walked in and they felt like they were walking into the cafeteria during the movie Mean Girls. Oh, how funny. <laughs> They said people, they were downright, they wow. felt like they were back in school, like they were being oh judged God. and were, you know, I mean, I just, that's awful. I, it's it awful. Is awful. It makes it me cringe. Oh my gosh. Me it gives me yeah. It's so old school. That's one of the things with the style that binds us is all of these luxury industries, art, fashion, interiors in the past. You know, you can have a ton of money and it doesn't matter if you have a ton of money or not. If you walk in some place and the people make you feel intimidated or mm-hmm. they look you up and down, you're not going to want to go there again. So with no. we have tried to make all of those industries more accessible and less intimidating. Well, and isn't it just kind of a, a good basic 
rule of life that it's not, it's not any more difficult to be nice to someone than it is not nice. And so why wouldn't you, you know, I just think about that all the time. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to make someone's day more pleasant rather than less pleasant. And it makes you feel good at the same time. So why wouldn't everyone just do that all the time? I mean, I know it makes you feel good. Even for selfish reasons, they could do it and they would feel better. I mean, their day would be better. It's just, you know, a proven fact. And you never know, you never know what's going on in someone's life and how just, you know, a little kind word or a smile could really make somebody's day. I know it's happened for me and people probably don't realize how, how much you can affect someone's day. You know, if someone looks lost, I I stop and I I ask people who look lost, tourists in New York, I always stop and I ask them if they need help. I can't always help them. I don't always know where they're going, but I did actually, I did actually take one family. (laughs) I went went out of my, I was on my way to the showroom, but they looked really lost and they were standing up above one of the subway stations and they wanted to get to Times Square. And I was trying to explain to them how to go and I could, their eyes started spinning around. I could tell it was a little (laughs) overwhelming. And I said, you know what? Let's go. (laughs) So so I brought them to Times Square. (laughs) That is the greatest. That is the greatest story. And then you felt great all day and so did they. I did. It was fun. And here you go. See, it made for a fun story. So it it was good that I did it. Very much so. Yes, that's very true. Each project is so unique. How do you slow down enough to keep in mind what a big deal every single project is for that client since you grew up with it too? You know, it's it's not hard for me at all. I never lose sight of that. I do realize that our wallpaper is is unique and special and extremely expensive. And as my father always said, not something anybody needs to have. Um, you know, I, I feel really grateful that they want to include Gracie in their homes. And I try to never lose sight of that. So um, I realize that this is, it's often an overwhelming process when people realize that anything can be customized. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get a little overwhelmed and they'll say, mm-hmm. well, should I, should I tell you exactly how many butterflies I want to have? Oh, <laughs> Usually I'll say, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, just try to take a step back and realize that it's going to be beautiful and you don't actually need to worry about every little direction of a butterfly wing. Right. Um, you know, let us, let us worry about a lot of that. And, um, and realize that you're going to have a room that you're going to love forever. But mm-hmm. I do recognize that it's special and that we are lucky. I mean, every time come, someone comes through the door, I'm lucky that they decided to come here. Right. That's a great, that's a great humble attitude. And I think I already know the next question. I was going to ask you about how you pivoted during COVID. It sounds like you pivoted marvelously well. And you're busier than ever. <laughs> we are. It was, it was really astonishing. Um, we, we continued to be busy through the end of March after we had closed all of our locations out mm-hmm. of an abundance of caution. Um, but then my brother Mike and I said, well, how long do you think this will keep up? You know, it's got to slow down at some point. People have to just sort of get into hunker down mode and decide to wait for a while. And we were just shocked that it did not happen. Um, people... I think people wanted to feel that something was continuing in a normal way. And so much has been turned upside down in all of our worlds this year that to be able to continue with projects, I think was, was very reassuring 
right. to people. So, um, yeah, thank goodness we had the website and we had email. What we did a lot more of was sent physical samples out to people since they weren't coming to our showrooms and people mm. were traveling as much. So it was a lot more mailing out of memo panels and of background materials to choose from and things like that. But um, things continued on pretty seam seamlessly. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was really wonderful to see. That's fascinating. So fascinating how, how human, the mind of humans, you know, how we can um, pivot, you know, just find new ways of doing things. It's true. I, I think that when I see these tiny little kids walking around with masks on and I think, oh, oh gosh, you know, they're being so good. They're not pulling at their I, mask and they're not ripping it off and crying about having to wear it. And, I, you know, we are adaptable as human mm -hmm, beings. Mm -hmm, and um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's been such a hard year and there's been so much heartache for so many people. Right. But, I, I am an optimist and I try to always look for the good in things. And one of the things for me has been that I think that this year has made me feel that the world is not such a big place and right. that we all have so much more in common than we do different. Right. You know, we all just, we want our health and our happiness and we want our loved ones to be okay. And even though the world is big, this all has made it feel smaller to me. You know, mm -hmm. we're very dependent on the actions of others. Mm-hmm. I think that that has been astounding to me, especially in the beginning, like right around Easter when everybody was literally, you know, frozen in place. And you mm -hmm. think I am all alone, but I am connected to every person in, in the world right yeah. now. Every one of us yeah. is going through this together. It's really been remarkable. Well, and thank goodness we all had, you know, I, I got together with my girlfriends on Zoom meetings. Right, <laughs> like right. Because it's, it's so, it's this weird sense of disconnection to not be able to go about your normal routine and right. not be able to stop at your favorite coffee shop every morning or go to your favorite restaurant every Saturday night the way you normally would with your husband or take your kids to the library. I mean, all of it has just been... Yeah changed so yeah anything all these things that we can do to try to still feel connected i think i feel like social media has been great for that too sure you know, in a time when no, none of us are traveling right. i've been loving some of the travel posts people right. posting like here i was last year you know hope i can be right. here again soon we did a series about come to Italy with us virtually and we had friends who one of our um, friends she was quarantining in Mustique and she actually lives in New York city now, but she is from Italy and she taught us on a zoom video, how to make her grandmother's biscotti oh. and, and, and espresso using a mocha pot. And then we had another friend who has a store in Capri and he walked us down through the main street of Capri and just, oh talk to, to people about, you know, what was going on there and the little shops and the history of his business and everything. And, um, you know, we just tried to make people, there's so many people that miss their trips. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's well, we, we were fortunate to be able to have a honeymoon and we went scuba diving in Tahiti mm -hmm. and I got so many messages from people saying, number one, I've never been to Tahiti. Number two, I will never scuba dive. But I'm really glad that you're posting all these pictures of fish because they're so pretty. <laughs> so fabulous. And they got to sit in their nice little homes and experience it with you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In today's challenging world, how do you stay positive? You kind of hinted to this before, but if you have anything else to add. 
I do. I, I always have been an optimist. I mean, I have been through some really, really difficult times in my life, but I always know in my heart that things are going to get better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so every day I try to find something funny and happy and beautiful. And it's always possible. You just Mm -hmm. can't let yourself get so busy that you forget to look for those things. Right. I, I often find the humor in things that, you know, if you didn't look at things that way, if you weren't inclined to kind of flip your brain and think of things as being funny, mm-hmm. you could end up being frustrated or annoyed with them instead. Mm-hmm. But I think sense of humor gets you a long, long way mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> keeps us all healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I take tons of pictures, even when I'm walking my little dog around Hollywood, mm-hmm. I will just find, you know, a gorgeous flower in someone's yard. And, and I, usually stop to take the time to take a picture of it so that I can look at it later. Mm-hmm. And things like that. Things yeah. like that make me happy. Yeah. Magic moments. What's the future of Gracie? Well, um, as I think I mentioned that my son, uh, who's 29 is now the fifth generation in the business. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We didn't necessarily know if anyone would be interested in the fifth generation but we already have one person on the hook yeah. and, and uh, my brother's boys are younger than my kids. So who knows um, if they will decide to join us in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to continue to improve our website. We're going to make sure that we have, we start to get our antiques that are currently just in the warehouse. When I, when I post exactly. views of the warehouse on our Instagram story, people are just always so interested to see what right. we have there. So we're going to try to get things photographed and on our website because right now people will just call us and say, you know, I'm looking for this type of thing. You happen to have it. Um, So we're going to continue to, you know, build in that way and make our website better. And, um, you know, I will continue to do Instagram posts every day. Yes, <laughs> it's become, become a big part of my job. Yeah. I never, I never would have imagined that that would become such a great right. tool for us. It's become the best advertising we've ever done. Right. And if you, and it's another form of creativity for you. It is. It is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're trying to, uh, we realize, especially through social media, how much people love what we do. And right. it is expensive. And so we're trying to think of ways to do things on a smaller scale mm-hmm. where it is more accessible price mm-hmm. point wise for more people. Right. Well, you know, the same thing, you know, the idea of just, just do one wall, you know, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, there's all kinds of ideas that, you know, that can, that can make those kinds of things happen. Absolutely. Well, and if you're, if you're renting a place or, you uh-huh. know, it's not your forever home, you know, you may not, have the budget or you just don't want to invest in a room right. with crazy wallpaper when you know you're not going to stay there. But we even have a, a shoppable section of our site now where there are just perfect size sections to frame and put up. And then you're always going to find a spot for it. You know, even if you aren't renting anymore and you decide to buy a home that is your forever home, you can put that painting in a room. You'll always find a spot for that somewhere. Right. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. That's really great. My, um, like I told you, my mother, my grandmother, our attic was an, on a very small scale, like your warehouse. And mm-hmm. when my friends would come to my homes, they would say, well, where did you, where in the world did you get that? 
my mother's attic. And then they got to be a joke. When do we get to go to your mother's attic? <laughs> you know? Yeah. My mom, my mom has a great eye too. And, and yeah. um, she has a lot of, she does the same thing I do. She buys things when she loves them, not necessarily right. because she has a spot for them. Yeah. So um, yeah, I definitely have gone shopping in my yeah. parents' basement and attics over the years. Absolutely. Nothing better. Most Where can people find you? Instagram website. All of the above. Yeah. People can always, I, I am the, people are often surprised that it's really me who does the Instagram. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We do not have someone paid to do the Instagram. It's not an intern. It is me, Jen Gracie, doing the Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> it is just me, and I do wear a lot of hats, and I have a lot of responsibilities. So if I don't answer your DM, it's just because I can't really keep up with everything every single day. So, yeah. um, so and I think sometimes people don't understand that if they, if they post a question as a comment in a post that I did three months ago, I'm never going to see that question. Right. So I would encourage people to just go ahead and email me if they want to reach out. You can always call our showrooms and find out where I am at the moment because it's likely to be LA these days, but I often go back to New York too. But I'm always happy to speak with anyone if they want to talk about the process or bounce an idea off of me. And um, so it's, it's Gracie Studio on the Instagram. Correct. Okay. Yes. Gracie was already taken, darn it. Right. I know. And then the website is graciestudio.com. It is. Okay. Okay. Well, this was lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so your much incredible. fun getting to know you both. Thank you. Absolutely. We absolutely adore every everything that you all do and love to hear in your story. So we hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. In you your too. new hometown. And um, we'll hope to see you in person someday. Thank you. I hope so, too. So long. All righty. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show. Subscribe to our podcast. And also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.